All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Behind the Human. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, I'm speaking with Christina, who is an intuitive 7D energy healer, a business mentor who has built a seven-figure coaching business. She is also the founder of the No Bullshit Business School Brain Rewiring Certificate course and host of the top-rated podcast, Wellness Realness. I am super excited to have you, Christina. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Yeah, I, we were we were jamming before hitting record, and I, I was being honest, I don't know what half of the things are in your bios, <laughs> which makes me even more excited to have this conversation too. Uh, you know, selfishly on myself, uh, on my side, learn, and then obviously open uh, others up to just a whole other world of opportunity and awesome that's out there, right? It's that's been the gift of this show for me personally. So, thank you again. Um, and before we get into all of that. Same question that everyone gets, just so we understand a little bit about you. But who who's Christina? Who are you? I am constantly growing, evolving, shifting far too quickly for my own good. <laughs> Ooh, I like <laughs> <And> that. <laughs> that is that's how I describe myself. You know, I do a lot of different things. I have a lot of different different interests that all seem to intersect, but like if there's ever anything constant about me is that I am always shifting and kind of how we're talking about before, like, yeah, who we are is different than who we are five years ago, but I'm someone, all my friends <laughs> say this about me. They're like, you're literally become a new person every week. It's just like a new person. So I think that's, that's pretty awesome. core to who I am. Yeah. Has that been a part of your makeup kind of forever? Where like, where, did you grow up like that? Or did you have people in your life that, you know, help kind mm. of mentor you in a way to, to be open like that or see, cause I mean, that's not, not everyone's like that. Right. And I yeah. feel like people get to that stage from different, uh, different paths and at different parts in their life. Yeah. I think I've, a piece of me has always been like that. And I think part of that is, you know, I always got along much better with people who are much older than me. I was that kid that wanted to hang out with the adults and yeah. being around more, mature people, <laughs> although age doesn't always imply maturity, sure. but being around older people, I think just opened me up to new perspectives. And then I feel like for a while I, I didn't shift very much and I was very unhappy for a long time. And then in college, I came down with a pretty serious chronic illness and it just kind of ripped me open to my core in many ways. And after that, I, I mean, I just saw the world in a completely new way to be able to heal from that, overcome that. And ever since then, I feel like I've just been on this massive journey of exploration, exploring new perspectives, having new experiences, and trying to open myself up to evolving as quickly as I can, as much as I can. Because I'm, I'm just a very, very open person. There's nothing you can tell me that I would think is too crazy. I'm open to anything. And I think that yeah. is what allows me to change a lot because I am very open. I'm not super rooted in one way of thinking. I'm very open to changing my mind, new experiences, new ways of thinking. And I think, I think feeling limited in my mindset in my life for a long time and feeling pretty trapped then made me want to 
be very open later on. And yeah, and that's kind of how I've been for the past five years or so, just always shifting. I love it. I mean, it, I, I can resonate with that and just being open. I mean, f- for me, I wasn't uh, always like that either. I would have, I, I shared a little bit of a conversation I had with, uh, with Jill from Spirit Daughter. I mean, I, I was the stereotypical person that would have been on the other side of that probably five, 10 years ago being like moon energy, like what the hell mm. is she talking about? Right. And, and it's, it's such a, like I'm embarrassed to say that because since that conversation and many others around like sound healing and all these different modalities, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, other, I, I mean, I don't have to tell you this, but just for everyone listening, like there's so many worlds out there and so many things to learn and experiment with that all it takes is an open perspective, right? Or an open mindset to yeah. try. You might not like it, um, but at mm-hmm. least you've tried it, right? So so wh- why don't you share a little bit about like, how did you how did you get to this combination of, you know, an intuitive and, and at one point explain what a 7D energy healer is, but then like combining that with, you know, business and coaching, like I, I feel like that's a unique combination that, you know, I'm not surprised that, you know, it, it has resulted in a seven figure coaching business because I mean, it just kind of intuitively, intuitively makes sense if everything's flowing in the right direction. But how did you get to all of this? Oh yeah. Okay. It's a long story, but and we can, if there's, if there are pieces that you want to dive into, we can, but sure. to sum it up, what happened was I was very anti anything spirituality, for a very long time. And I was super rooted in quote science, which, you know, the more I get into this, I'm like, this is the science, this is quantum physics, but that's <laughs> yeah. neither here nor there. But I, when I got really sick, when I was in college, I mean, my health was just completely falling apart and I was seeing all these different doctors and specialists and no one could figure out what's wrong with me. And I had dropped out of school. And in that process, when I was trying like everything I could get my hands on, everything everybody was suggesting for me, I learned that I had to figure this out for myself really. And that's when I just started diving into every possible way of healing. And so I really felt, you know, forced in a good way. It was such a gift to be able to think outside the box and everything I thought was wild, crazy, anything I was willing to try because when you're that close to dying, I mean, you're, there's nothing that you won't try. So I think, I mean, that was my first door into alternative health. And this is when I got really passionate about alternative health and holistic nutrition and using all of these dietary supplement lifestyle changes to heal my body when I was felt, felt very much like I was kind of left for dead. And that was, that was huge for me. And then during my healing process, after having opened up my mindset, there hit a point where, and I will say also, I was living in LA. And so a lot of the people I was around were very into all this kind of woo-woo stuff. And so that sure. alone just opened my eyes to see people who were pretty grounded and normal and then later find out, oh, no, this is like a big part of their life. It just made it feel more approachable to me. So my mind was already opened. But what happened was the FMD I was working with at the time, he started getting really into energy healing. And he started referring a lot of his patients to different types of healers and psychics. And I had hit another snag with my health. And I was just like, I'm open to whatever. And so I went and saw a very 
powerful healer and psychic. And I was pretty, that was my first real psychic experience. And I thought this is going to be like, I'm like sitting there trying to poke holes through anything she's saying. I was like very ready to leave that place and say, this is not legit. But I mean, it was one of the most transformational 90 minutes of my life. And I, I didn't even say anything. And she just talked for 90 minutes, saying things, predicting things that I, there's no way she could have known. And she predicted things in the future and every single thing came true, very specifics down to dates. She was a very strong psychic and I left feeling just completely different. And so from there, I started just trying out working with different energy healers and I was just trying everything and I started to feel a bit better. And then I had a dream that I should be a Reiki practitioner. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I've always had very vivid dreams, but I hadn't had a dream that was that clear in the sense of it was like an angel visited me and was looking at me and said, you should study Reiki and become a practitioner. Like very clearly that was the dream. And I was like, okay, I can't <laughs> ignore that. So I bought a book about Reiki just to read, learn more about it. And that's when I had hired somebody who I thought was doing feng shui for me. Like she came in to my house and she goes, Oh, are you, do you do Reiki? And I said, I think I want to become a practitioner. And she said, Oh, well, did you know I'm a Reiki master? And I, I just had this light bulb moment. I was like, Oh, I think you're supposed to train me. So I just felt very much the universe led her to me. And so I trained with her and it was really more of it was really more of a spiritual, intuitive, psychic mentorship than just a weekend Reiki yeah. training. You know, what and is, so just I thought people listening, what yeah. is Reiki? Yeah, so Reiki is a form of energy healing where basically the the practitioner channels energy through the body, through their hands, in into the physical body, and this can help to realign the chakras, just creating, removing any energy blockages, balancing out the energy in the body, uh, which can help with, help facilitate physical, emotional, spiritual healing. So it's like, you know, if you, you might have seen people on TV holding their hands on or above someone and they're sending energy through their body. So, or through through their body, through their hands to that person's body. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's. I mean, I've done it. I, just more for the listeners. I, I mean, I didn't know about this two years ago, but or three, mm-hmm. I guess. But I've done it twice. Uh, I have an aunt that is trained, and mm-hmm. it was probably the perfect time because I, my my dad had passed away, and so I was going to see her. And like, it's my aunt. Like, she has no reason, right? Like, if it was a stranger, I would maybe question things a little bit more. But she, I think, she was probably mm-hmm. mixing a few different. Uh, practices or, or trainings because yeah. she was she was sharing you know messages and whatnot too. But I, I just remember like there's no there was no reason to question like it's my aunt for example, and mm-hmm. it, that that was such a trans- transformational experience because a physically I felt you know things shifting, and then we're having this great conversation after, and like I'm in tears and like wow, it's again like there's so much that we don't understand out there, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So sorry, I cut you. Continue, yeah, but I just want to no. make sure people that don't understand. No, no, I love that you said that though too because I think I've been talking about this a lot recently. Just isn't it interesting how people look to other people that already have their like their validation, their approval to see oh what is this person's opinion, and suddenly something's okay if somebody else they totally. they like. <laughs> agrees totally. with it. So it's just funny to, to think about, but yeah. And the Reiki healing is great because 
it brings up so much for people without them having to say anything, you know, especially when you're combining different modalities. And with most healers, they're using a combination. They're making it more unique. You know, we just say certain phrases to, to get a point across. But for anyone who is skeptical, when I was first starting, I was like, I mean, I don't really care if somebody doesn't believe in it. I mean, you can measure it with science. Like you can measure the energy fields coming from the hands. But when my friends would ask questions, I'm like, why don't you just come in for a session? You have nothing to lose. You literally lay on a table, like, you know, try it out. (laughs) And I just, I always know, I just need one session with someone and they're sold, you know, because they, they start crying. They, they feel physically, they feel different. Pain is reduced or gone. You know, stuff comes up. I'll, I'll give them intuitive messages if they want that. And it, it's just things that I would never know. And they feel it vibrationally in their body. They're like, okay, yes, this resonates with me and if it makes you feel good and you notice results. Why, why not? You know, but I studied with her and that was just me opening up to energy healing. And at the time I started incorporating that into my, my nutrition practice. Uh, I was trained as a nutritional therapy practitioner. So I had a nutrition practice and with a lot of my clients who had similar stories to me, a lot of them are struggling with chronic illness, autoimmune disease. And I was just noticing a lot of emotional energetic blockages and the people coming to me. I mean, I wasn't dealing with a random, like a random person who had no idea about health. I was talking to people who had been on every diet, who had, you know, tried all these experimental procedures all over the world, had, had traveled and seen all the top doctors. And at that point, I'm like, I'm not going to give you a certain nutrition change or a supplement that's going to make the difference. Like, let's be honest, you've tried everything. So at that point, the energy was so, so important to look into. So it was for me, for myself, and also to incorporate with my clients. And I mean, I started noticing huge shifts in myself, but also for my clients and just how the types of results they were getting, it was sort of mind blowing. But over the years, I very much was kind of integrating it as something on the side, something that was alongside everything else I was doing. And I mean, over time, my, my gifts just opened up and I didn't realize from the beginning, I mean, getting attuned to Reiki really reactivated a lot of my intuitive gifts that I had lost when I was younger. And so I started, you know, incorporating more psychic work in terms of, you know, very clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant. And so bringing that into it. And so I was doing that for a while and then that just became stronger and stronger in a bigger part of my life. And then I, in the last year or so, really just started channeling a lot more strongly. And channeling to me means, I'll say, downloading information from a higher source. And sure. there are many different ways to channel, right? Just you, When you get this intuitive knowing of something, you've just channeled information. And, you know, somebody who's doing psychic work or mediumship work, talking to past ones, like that's all different types of channeling. Uh, and so I channel in many, in many different ways, in, including trance channeling, which for me has been a very interesting experience. And if anyone is familiar with Abraham Hicks, a- or Esther Hicks was a trance channel and had a light, a group of light beings called Abraham who would speak through her. And she's just one of many uh, trance channels, but essentially it is just instead of, you know, if I hear information and then me relaying it as me, it is just the information coming directly from my mouth. So basically just allowing them to use my voice directly is what Mm. trance channeling is. 
with the 7D healing, you know, I started to notice over time the Reiki wasn't really helping me anymore. Like it, it wasn't really doing much and I could see people, other people have amazing results. And I just felt like, why is it not working? And then I learned about a, a form of energy healing called Rahani, which works at the fifth dimension. Reiki works more in the third dimension, which is like our experience right now. The fifth dimensional healing Rahani is newer. I think it was the person who, uh, downloaded it. It was a couple of years ago, I believe, but it it's basically works at a higher vibration. So it's a stronger energy. So people who like, who are at a higher frequency, they're going to need that, that higher vibration of energy to actually notice a shift. So that was with the Rahani. And I started noticing when I started receiving Rahani, I felt way different. It was like, Oh wow, this works for me. Like I, I noticed a difference. And then how does one I, know, Christina? Yeah. Like how, I mean, as you're saying all this, like I'm, there's two things kind of like popping up for me. It's mm-hmm. there's the the person on the receiving end or like a potential client, obviously that, you know, just go in with op- an open mindset and, and see what happens. But then I don't know what the percentage would be, but I'd imagine there are people listening that may be wondering like, oh, is like, is that me? Right. Mm. So I'm just curious. I I don't know. Is, like, what is what them like that it it won't work? Well, that, no, no. That you know, maybe they have they have this ability like yourself to connect mm-hmm. on different ener- energetic levels and whatnot. Or is uh, that all of us? I, I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, I believe it's all of us. I believe. I mean, everybody's intuitive. I believe that, and the way it comes through can be different for different people. But to me, it's also like uh, can can anyone surf? Well, yeah, but not everybody decides to try. Not everybody practices. Some people are naturally good at it, right? There are some kids who go out there and you're like, wow, where did you learn that? You know, they just know, but could anybody learn? Yeah. They just need to practice, you know, but most of us don't practice. Most of us have been conditioned to believe that we have to figure everything out from a source outside of ourselves. And we've really been conditioned to not trust ourselves. And so I think that's why a lot of people feel like, oh no, I can't do do that. Yes, you can. I promise if you want to, I mean, you don't have to, but you, everybody does have access to intuition. And I think it comes through in a lot of ways that people don't realize. For example, I mean, when you just have that gut feeling about something, you know, you just know, Yeah. you just, that's, that's your intuition talking to you or, or for example, when, whenever you're in flow state. So if anybody here creates, anybody listening creates, if you're writing content, writing a song, writing a blog post, or you are playing a sport, you're playing basketball, you're playing volleyball, you are anything where you just get in that flow state, that's channeling. You know, like how do artists write songs? How does it just pop into their heads so quickly? That's just, that's channeling information that's coming through. And I consider whenever we're in that flow state and it just feels super automatic to be a form of of channeling. So I, I think that there are just a lot of ways that people don't, don't realize that they have intuition. I have an episode all about the, the different Claire senses, oh, okay. different psychic senses. And I know that was super helpful for a lot of my audience and they, everybody listened to that and they go, I had no idea that all of these things that happen in my regular life are signs of intuition of a psychic sense. And I was like, yeah, because people don't, 
don't always realize, you know, like if you're seeing angel numbers around you, that's, that's a sign. You keep saying one, 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 two, 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 three, 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 you know, all of these numbers, you keep seeing like a specific symbol around you all the time or at specific moments, you know, that's, that's a message to you. So things like that, or, you know, you turn on a song and you hear these lyrics that you feel like those are just meant for me. That's all just information. Those are signs from the universe trying to guide you somewhere. I love it. Cause I mean, something I talk about often is just the idea of like the signs are there, but our, our mind is so fogged or full of, mm-hmm. you know, narratives running or thoughts and just things that, you know, maybe served us at one point, but no longer serve us and are just, just keeping us. It's like, it's like our mind is a room jammed mm-hmm. floor to ceiling with boxes. Like, and you can't navigate or see the path forward. Right. Um, this is a really great perspective. Hey, just wanted to thank you for being here. And if you're enjoying the show, drop us some lovely stars wherever you're listening. They really make a huge difference. Also, after requests from you, I've put together some mental fitness training packages in collaboration with Thrive Medicine. I'll work directly with you to help implement and personalize practices and routines to ensure your mind is thriving. Shoot me a message directly or check out the link in the show notes. Thank you as always and back to the show. It's funny you mentioned flow states. Like I, I purposely normally when when i'm i don't normally book two podcasts in the same day or the same week and in this case i had that happen right before we got on the line i had finished maybe 30 minutes prior and, and the reason i don't do that is only because i like to try to meditate and kind of come in grounded mm-hmm. but i get into a flow state when i'm usually interviewing people like this like and i, I can feel it now like i'm energized i'm excited so i'm like you know what i'm I'm going to keep this going. I'm gonna, I'm just going to stay in and let it kind of ride it into this interview. So mm-hmm. I was just saying that I, I love your, I think you're just bringing perspective and awareness that we're probably, you know, in these, these states or accessing some of these, um, these modalities more than we actually think. Right. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean, even going back to the dreams, a lot of people get a lot of messages in the dream and the dream isn't often, it's not usually the super clear sentence, but it's more of, you can have some crazy scenario play out in your dream, but thinking about how did I feel during that? And there's usually an emotion that's going to parallel something that you're dealing with in your life. And it's really tuning into that emotion. And what is that that emotion? Whatever that scene, even though it didn't make sense to me, however that played out, how was I feeling in it? That that's a lot of information for us. And that is when, you know, we have most access to our subconscious. We don't have our thinking loud brain trying to, you know, drown out anything coming from our subconscious. And that's why we can get so much from our dreams. Love it. So how do you stay clear on a, you know, day by day basis or what have you found in terms of practices and and kind of non-negotiables in your life to help keep, I guess, that, that highway of information essentially open to you Mm -hmm. that, you know, the rest of us can also benefit from. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is like some of the basic things (laughs) that you hear about meditation for sure to start off, but I am not usually, I'm not really a traditional meditator. I will meditate more so through chakra work or, or like more of just 
I think I call it connection time where I'm just kind of open and I'm just kind of like, Hey, any, any information that comes through. So it feels a little more active. Okay. I also, for a long time, something that really just, I mean, changed my health, changed my life and really opened me up intuitively was the brain rewiring process I was going through. And after some time, I mean, after about a year and a half of that, I don't, part of it is these formal steps, these steps that you do every day for about an hour. And so doing that for a while, that always keeps me really good, really open. And whenever I need to work through something, Mm. I pull those steps out and it's sort of like, uh, it's a different version of meditation. You're very much in, in that kind of state. So, and it makes you feel really good. So I'll do something like that, but I'm not really a traditional, like I just lay down and quiet my mind, so to speak. I just keep it open and I get a lot of messages through that. And I think for me, so having that, that space, something for me that also is super helpful is grounding earthing every day. So going outside and I try to do it for an hour, but at minimum 20 minutes, like putting my feet on the dirt, on the grass, on the sand, depending on where I'm at and just getting those negative ions from, from the earth to recharge myself especially, I mean, I'm very sensitive to EMFs. I mean, we all are on some level, but I very much feel it. And so it just really helps to recharge me and ground me. And I find in terms of intuition, which is very counterintuitive, but the more we ground, the more tapped in we are, you know? And I think a lot of people in the spirituality space lose that where they're just like so up in their up there and they're just so ungrounded. I'm like, well, who is this helping? Like, who is this helping really? You know? So getting really grounded and reconnecting with earth and nature. It's just so recharging. And I, I really feel like it replenishes me. And then of course, getting enough sleep is huge. Getting enough sleep is huge. Yeah. And, and nutrition, you know, nutrition supplements, keep staying on track of that. I mean, I'm pretty good about (laughs) clean eating. I'm very strict. Uh, and I have my whole biohacking supplement, situation that I, that I (laughs) rotate through. Yeah. So those are the things that are really key for me, you know, and I do every day I do work to kind of clear my own energy and I like to receive energy healing every week for myself. Like I just want to receive that from someone else and it helps me just relax and, uh, move, move energy through. Yeah. I know. I mean, I know you have, uh, obviously a specific course for the rewiring part, but Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if there's anything that like a teaser that you can share a bit, like what, like what would some of those steps be? Cause it, as you're saying that I'm, I'm thinking of, I had uh, John Azarath on the show mm-hmm. about a month or two ago. And he, he described this, this scenario that I'm sure you're aware of as well, just like how he healed himself from, yeah. uh, from a chronic condition and essentially just, you know, intention setting and visualization and, you know, diet changes and things like that. But mm-hmm. my mind was going to my mind was going to that as being what some of these steps are. But I'd love to hear, yeah, like hey, what's worked for you and like what, yeah. what people can expect from a course like that. Yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of people are talking about brand rewiring now, which I'm so glad about because it's so powerful and something that anyone, you know, that can do. It's just all with your own mind, your own body, and you don't have to pay for supplements or anything else like that. So it's really, really powerful. And people talk about it in different ways and have different approaches. And it's, you know, there's more than one way to rewire the brain. So I'll just say that because I think, you know, we like to put things in a box, like, is this the right way to do it? Now, what (laughs) I have found to be, yeah, like, you know, what I have found to be the most effective is this specific process that we teach 
our coaches are basically training other coaches and how to do it with their clients. Uh, and I know there are a lot of different programs out there. And the problem that I've seen a lot of people have, myself included with other methods of brain rewiring, is it's almost like it just feels incomplete. So I know there are some programs who just give you this daily process to do for however long, and that's it. And then people aren't doing more of that deeper inner work, which I think is super limiting. And then I think that there are some ways of rewiring that feels so, they feel so intangible to people that then they don't actually carry out the the work. And so the way we do it is a combination of, it's a nine, well, seven to nine step, I'll say, but it could be however many. It's basically a step-by-step process to do every day, I guess, in place of meditation, you can say, and you do a few rounds of it. And it's essentially a version of a meditation. And what that meditation is doing is it's combining, um, it's combining physical movement, visualizations, uh, past and future memories and pairing that with a specific, a specific pathway in our brain, a certain way of thinking, a certain situation, a certain pattern in our lives that we want to rewire and shift. And so taking that and then using the visualizations, the positive emotions, affirmations, uh, future memories, we can, we use that meditation essentially to rewire the brain. I know some people, you know, they'll say it's, they'll, they'll do hypnosis for this. Um, this is, it's not hypnosis. It's just very powerful meditation, you know, is basically what it is and pairing all those things together. So people are doing that repetitively daily. So that piece is like kind of the daily work. And then what it looks like big picture is doing that every day combined with doing trauma healing and shadow work and inner child healing. And for me, I just think the coaching piece was so invaluable because so much of me rewired my brain required me just being able to talk about things and have somebody on the other side call me out on my BS and offer reframes for me because I would have been stuck in, well, no, this happened to me. Well, this happened because this, I would have been stuck in my stories if I didn't have somebody outside of myself calling me out saying, well, actually you could look at it this way and you're choosing not to, but what if we looked at it this way? And so I really needed somebody outside of myself to pull out the programming and call out the programming I had in my brain and give me a new perspective, a new reframe. And I had to go through that process really before I could learn to do it for myself. And now I can do it for myself. But for me, it was just so helpful to have somebody on the other side pulling that out for me. And that's that's why in our certification program, we teach coaches to do this because I just believe the most effective way is to do it with a coach who can like help you through that process and pull out all of the the patterning and all of the limiting beliefs. Of course. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's I, I feel like just in general as a society, we're always looking for uh, like the quick fix type thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and especially when it comes to like, years of could be trauma, like whatever it is, right. It's like, that's going to take some work, right? I mean, you want, yeah. and you want, you want, it's not going to be just like us, you know, writing out an affirmation every morning and, and next thing you know, you're fine. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is with affirmations. I mean, a lot of this stuff can be very powerful, but you can say an affirmation every day and it's not going to do anything unless you're doing the subconscious work. You know, it's yeah. about, because what, how, what shows up in our reality is is a byproduct of our subconscious beliefs, right? We're seeing the world through the lens of what are my subconscious beliefs? And those are formed when we're children. Those are formed when we're children and then they are reinforced for 
a long time, you know, depending on how old you are, if something mm -hmm. has been has been imprinted in your brain as truth, this is the programming I see the world through your whole life, it's going to take longer than, you know, three sessions or a week of doing something to change that patterning. But that's why it's so powerful is, I mean, you're actually getting to those subconscious beliefs. So this is where I see it. It's just very different than mindset work. I used to just I used to hate like mindset work you know, because <laughs> I felt like it, it felt very inauthentic to me because it was so on the conscious level. And to me, it's not about like, you have to be a happy person all the time because to me, mindset work was constantly reminding myself to be happy instead of going in there and shifting the programming. So I naturally saw the world through a more positive lens. And that was why it was powerful to me because the mindset work felt a lot like trying to remind myself and keep telling myself and being good at giving myself a pep talk instead of let me just get in there and rewire the actual subconscious pattern. So that's why it's been so helpful for me. That is powerful. I'm glad you you made that um, that point because it's it's so true, and it's and it, like it, it makes me think of even we didn't touch on this, but just the fact that you know you're really conscious of your diet and your nutrition, like it's all the same thing. And I, I saw that you interviewed Kara from Nutrisense, like mm -hmm. again being intentional with with what you're putting and knowing what's happening, right? Like it, it yeah. has to be at that level. So what are you, because I want to be conscious of your time, like what are you excited for in the future? You know, in the sense of, I feel like a lot more people are talking about these different modalities. Like there's a lot more conversations like what we're having and and more people are opening up to these things. Like what what makes you smile about this whole space? Yeah, I mean, I think that... You can, when you open your mind to this whole space, you can heal on such a deep, deep level. And I think that there are just so many people. And I was one of these people who, and I'm really glad that I, I caught this so early in my life because I have a lot of clients who are much older than me who have gone their whole lives just feeling purposeless, confused, like they're stuck in a box and just settling for, oh, I think life has to feel this way. I have to feel purposeless. I have to feel misunderstood. I have to feel alone in pain, all these things. And just the level of transformation that this whole world can offer, I think is, is huge. And for me to see so many clients just completely transform their lives, their personalities, like really take back control of things that they felt like they had no control over is, is so rewarding. And I think that as so much goes on in the world, people are finally going to open their eyes and kind of be pushed to the edge and feel like, well, I'm open to anything at this point, the same way. I mean, I had to get to that edge before I was open to any of it. And then the second you're open and you just try it. And if you feel it resonate for you, then you keep learning more and more about it. But I think that there are just so many answers in this space that people are looking for. They just haven't looked here yet. And I also think there is nothing, well, I won't say nothing, but I think it's just very, very powerful very empowering to learn to tap into your own intuition because we can get so caught up in what should I do? What, what's the right move? What's the right thing to do? What should I do? And when you know you have access to your intuition and it won't lead you wrong, then you can always just lean into that. And for me, I have realized it's, you know, it's taken me quite a few times of not doing this to learn my lesson, sure. but every time I follow 
just what my head thinks, what my ego wants, what I think is the right thing. I'm just using my thinking brain all the time. I, I often, and that when that conflicts with what my intuition says, I fall flat on my face. And whenever I follow my intuition, if it's super strong, even if it makes no sense, no logical sense seems really scary. It always works out really well. And you know, that's not to say let's throw out using our thinking brains because they're very important, but it's about using both, you know, exactly. and being aware of when the thoughts come in. Is this my ego? Is this fear? Or is this my intuition and me just knowing this? And they're very different feelings. And I just think also with all of the, all the stuff that likes to, you know, go around in social media on, you know, all different types of media platforms, there's a lot to sort through. And as we were alluding to before, a lot of people are just looking outside of themselves for the answer. But how do you, why is that person your authority, right? Like why is anybody outside of you, your, your authority really? And it, it, when you tap into your own intuition, it just helps you have a better BS meter for yourself and figure out, okay, well, you know, because you can respect somebody and it, something can not resonate with you. That's totally okay. But, you know, for you to be able to use that to sort through all of the madness, all of the information I think is, is really empowering. I absolutely love it. Love every word you're saying. It's, you know, what, what, what comes to mind as you're saying this, it's like, we almost need to just sit down and be still and let the systems do the work, you know, yeah, <laughs> you totally. know, whatever you, whatever you want to call them. I mean, there's the mind, body, spirit, things we don't even, uh, you know, fully comprehend that, that are happening, but just like trust the process and, mm-hmm. and be, you know, still enough that, uh, we can see kind of that next step or, or, or feel the next step, I should say. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like everyone's gone down a road at one point where they're like, ah, yeah, I knew I, you know, I, I acted against my, like, in, mm-hmm. gut feel inner intuition intuition right and it's uh it it, it always results in like uh, oh shit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I knew it, it's right it's easier to see in hindsight but those are good lessons to learn from and then you can start to have that awareness oh well next time when i feel that way i know i should listen to it you know and i think we, we as humans something happens and we feel like we just need to react we just need to react right then we need to figure it out right now and it's okay to take a second to just let it sink in and just let some things flow to you. I mean, people, it's like when people say, let me sleep on it. Sometimes they say that just because they want more time to think about it. But sometimes it's because people just realize if I just don't think about it and I go to sleep, when I wake up, I'm just going to know, you know, that's your totally. intuition. That's just letting it, <laughs> letting it come to you. So I think that we, we are in such a reactionary culture and it's good to remind people that it's okay to not just immediately respond or feel like you have to immediately figure it out within the next five seconds. You know, you can, you can slow down and just clear your mind for a second and see what comes through and move from there too. (laughs) So true. I mean, I have a journaling exercise. I usually, uh, get people to try out if they, if they're stuck on something. And I mean, I, I borrowed this from, uh, Cal Fussman who, uh, hosts the podcast, Big Questions, and used to be, a, he's a longtime writer for Esquire. And he shared in the interview with me, it was like, because he does a lot of writing, obviously, he's like, I never, I never stop, or I never start writing something with a blank mind. Like, I'm not looking mm. at a blank screen and and trying to pull out information. If If that is the case, it's like, I'll write down, you know, what do I want to say? And I'll go to sleep. And then I'll answer the question when I wake up. And he's like, it, it never fails. He always wakes up with that answer. So it's, it just, there's so many examples of it, right? 
Um, it's powerful. On the journaling front, I do have yeah. to ask, I, I want to ask some of, your, some of your prompts, if you have any, um, whether you're journaling pen to paper or I, I just, I consider journaling just reflection. So I don't care what the tools are that, that you use. Uh, it's more so, you know, are there any questions that you find are circulating on a frequent basis in your life or when you're trying to make big decisions that you slow down and, and think about? Yeah, there are definitely a couple. So, I mean, the first, and I talk about this all the time, it's pretty basic, but I really believe every decision can be distilled down to, am I choosing this, thinking this, doing this out of a place of fear and or scarcity mindset, or is it coming from a place of abundance and love? And so whenever I am, every decision I make, I try and distill down to either, is it scarcity fear or is it abundance love? Because it can always be pulled back to that root. Every single thing we do, am I afraid that if I don't do this, I won't make more money? Am I afraid that if I do this, I am going to be alone forever, right? Like just always distilling things back to to what is the root in the intention. And that's a really helpful way for me to kind of check myself on why I make decisions, why I say things, why I do things to make sure it's not coming from a place of fear because I never want that to be back. So <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. the question that I, if you go to my Instagram, it's all over there. I, I distill everything <laughs> down to that because whenever I feel confused, I can find my answer if I can answer that question, you know, because I'm always going to choose, even when it's really freaking hard, I'm going to choose to shift it to make sure that my, my why is from a place of abundance mindset coming from love. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I always ask myself if something, if something feels like it's going wrong, it's, it's falling apart. I'm confused about it. Why is this happening? I will just ask, you know, what is this trying to teach me and how am I supposed to grow from this? Um, this happens when you get good at this. I have found that there are a lot of things that don't phase me as much as I can tell they phase other people because I'm pretty quick about something feels like it's going wrong pretty soon going into, well, what am I supposed to learn from this? Like, why did this happen for me? Because it's preparing me for something else. It's supposed to teach me something. I'm supposed to be pivoting something. I mean, this always, a simple example of this is with business. Whenever something is not working, I'm just like, well, okay, it's out of alignment. You know what I mean? Like if I'm, if everything, (laughs) I'm doing everything that I know I should be doing and it feels good, to me on a surface level and it's not working, I'm not going to try and force it. Like I'm, I probably need to shift. Like what the universe is trying to tell me something like this isn't working out. So really what is this trying to teach me? And even in, you know, some very difficult situations asking like, how am I supposed to grow from this? What, what characteristic am I supposed to grow? So. But that's that's, totally your training, right? Like, I, I mean, I think, uh, you, you know, for people that are just getting started in this, like I always draw the parallel to physical fitness, right? Because we we understand yeah. that a little bit better, right? It's like, well, yeah, if you if you put in the training on a for a race or whatever you're doing, then sure, when things come up during that event, I mean, you're equipped, right? Like you've put in the time, and you you know, it's not this big disastrous thing. Like you know where to go. You're, you're you feel comfortable there. I, I I really believe it's the same thing with the mind. Um, Mm -hmm. and if we can do more of that, right, we can, to your point, like we're less reactionary and we can slow down and take a moment and actually respond to something and, and, um, you know, see the signs to move forward essentially. 
Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I talked, I talk a lot about like triggers and this is a big topic of, of conversations with my clients because it's just kind of this joke like, oh yeah, if you work with me, I'm going to trigger the hell out of you because that's like <laughs> part of my job. Like, how are you going to grow mental resiliency unless you're triggered? You know, and I think a lot of people now are just so afraid of being triggered that it's like this horrible thing. No, no, no. You got to learn to love your triggers because they're trying to teach you something. And whenever we're triggered by something, I mean, it, it's because it's bringing up something in ourselves and we have to take responsibility for that. So totally, I think, you know, it's really important to realize, you know, if you want to grow your mindset, you have to listen to different people who, who push, push the boundaries in terms of your paradigm. Otherwise you're not going to grow that mental resiliency. Love it. Yeah. And I have one more, yeah, which go is for it. kind of related to that, which is, how can I take responsibility for what's happening and how did I create it? Because I think, you know, I believe so much in we, we create our realities, we co-create our realities together, but that whenever everything, when things happen, like what was my energy behind it? Even if I feel like I was just like sitting here and something fell from the sky. Like, how can I take responsibility for it? Well, I chose to stand in that spot. You know, it's a really simple example, but, or in terms of, you know, somebody is being super mean to me. Okay. Well, what's my energy? Is there a piece of me that is attracting out this energy subconsciously of, I don't like myself or I'm insecure about this. Okay. Then I'm going to attract in mean people who call me out on that, you know? And so just thinking about how can I take responsibility for it? How did I create this? How can I shift my energy? Like, what is the energetic root of this. So if I shift it, I don't attract this into my reality anymore. So that's really helpful for me too, in term because it's all about the awareness, taking responsibility, and then and then realizing that we have the we always have the power to make some type of shift, you know, like some type of energetic shift. Totally. Like can I be happy in this single moment? Even if it all feels like it's falling apart, can I choose happiness right now? Can I dance to a song? You know, can I can I hug somebody I love? Like can you create a single moment of happiness? And I think so often people we just like to sit in the victimhood. And we just sit there and we just complain. Yeah. And like, we like the drama. Yeah. And it's like, who is this helping? You know, I just think that there is always a choice to make. There's always a choice to make. Might not solve everything, but that's okay. Like, it's just trying something and shifting something is better than nothing. So, that's a lot of what I reflect on is kind of like, you know, what's happening? How can I take responsibility for it? And then, how can I shift it? Because I have to realize how I'm contributing to this in order to know how I can shift myself to, to bring in something different. I'm, I'm just so thankful we had this conversation. There's, there's just so much value in gold. And I, I would say like perspective shifting questions and practices mm-hmm. and ways of, of just navigating the day that you brought to the conversation. So thank you so much, Christina, for for making the time a for the conversation and you know for for doing what you do every day right it's it's bigger than you it's helping you know people around the world and i just you know i wish there was more of it happening uh all over the place because we'd be in a very different place i think oh <laughs> in, totally in the world right now so thank you <laughs> thank you no this was such a great conversation i really hope it helps people and yeah. Anyone feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about what I said. And yeah, I'm really just appreciative of the work you're doing here because like you said, we need to talk more about this kind of stuff. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely.